Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about Destiny 3. Obviously, I wanted to give a little bit of time before really doing a talk about this. We don't have any information, but the announcement about the Activision split is certainly making this a topic for discussion. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now. Uh, You can come in and be a part of these conversations. And if you're enjoying listening to these and enjoying the content, be sure to share them uh, with anybody you think might like them on the various platforms that you listen. So, Destiny 3. Excuse me. We're going to talk about the launch date because that's like a big question, I think, in a lot of people's minds. Secondly, we're going to talk about new engine. And we have some exciting things to say that we've we've sort of maybe, maybe deduced. Uh, We may have deduced some things from Twitter and things that have been said. And lastly, we're going to talk about PvP and PvE. Because that's another probably big question mark in everyone's minds, given the nature of the game up to this point. So, let's talk about launch date, right? And before we get into launch date, I actually want to talk about why we're we're making speculations about Destiny 3. Like, well, if we don't have any information, Lono, why on earth are you even... Why are you talking about this? I actually think the split with Activision makes this a pretty good topic for discussion. Maybe our hopes, our expectations, our predictions, our theorizing about what might be coming. I always find that to be a fun and enjoyable thing to do. So we're not trying to, you know, clickbait anybody on the on the title here. So that's that I think is an important discussion to have. And I think it's also important to think about this with respect to capturing new and old players. Is that something that they're going to want to do? Is that something they're going to be setting their sights on with respect to the next game? Because they are, you know, very much continuing to say things like, we're building the game that we think our players want to play. But I think a new engine has the potential to really give them the ability to capture both the old as well as uh, as well as new players. And I think that's always a part of the discussion whenever you're building a game is, can you expand outside of your current base can you expand outside of the people that are already loyal to your franchise and I, I actually believe they can and I think a lot of what we're going to talk about in this talk is going to address that so let's just talk launch date because there's a couple of things in play here that may affect launch date many people assumed that 2020 would be the launch date that we would be getting another DLC this year and another annual pass because we're in 2019 and then after all of that is sort of over and done with we would be moving towards 2020 and the end of 2020 is when we would get another another game and I think that is still a distinct possibility. I know a lot of folks are worried. They're like, where's the money going to come from? How are they even going to do this? You know, how's this going to work? I actually think 2020 is still a likely launch date. And we'll talk about that a little bit when we talk about the engine. Let's just talk about the factors that may be involved in the decision making. We also have it on pretty good authority that 2020 is when we'll be getting new consoles. This year's E3 of 2019 will probably be thematically centered around both platforms announcing their new consoles. If that is the case, then that means we're very likely then seeing a Destiny that will run on the new consoles as well. That'll be sort of the focus, and that could mean launching alongside the new consoles is a huge, huge benefit. Whenever you think about 
the the shift from old consoles to the new a lot of the marketing centers around combo units a lot of the pushes you know center around look how great this game looks on this you know they like to get up on stage and talk about those things they like to get up and say look at how amazing this looks with the optimized graphics and this lingo that lingo you know and they really like to push that I happen to think that could be a really, really big win for Destiny launching 2020. Obviously, that shrinks the development cycle and gives them less time to build it. But again, we're going to talk about the engine in a moment and why that might not be as big of a deal if they pivot to something like the Unreal Engine. 2021 could also be a very good option. And the reason it could be a good option is because they can let the new consoles sort of get in distribution. A lot of the times the new consoles are more interested in promoting their first party titles than promoting what would be considered a third party title. If you think about what Destiny is, Destiny is not a first party title. It's developed by Bungie, not not backed by Sony and Microsoft. So they'd be a little less interested in promoting that. A lot of the times, I mean, you can imagine like Microsoft promoting their new Xbox with Halo Infinite and then another first party title for Sony and that can distract and pull away from your game that could make it harder for Bungie to get everybody's attention Uh, and it could also mean that the consoles are needing to go through updates maybe the actual software itself is you know new or a little rough around the edges we've you know watched the software on the Microsoft Xbox platform change significantly since the launch of the Xbox One And the other thing you can capitalize on is now that all those consoles are in circulation, you're not dealing with purchase hurdle. There's always going to be that purchase hurdle where people are like, I don't know if I want to buy the new console. Well, they've had an entire year to figure that out. They've had an entire year to saturate the market with the new consoles. And now Bungie could sell a bunch of combo units. So if you're on the fence, all your friends have one, you really want one. There could be a really nice combo unit for the Xbox 2 and the PS5. I don't know if that's their names. I will just use those for placeholders. But nice combo units that come with the next Destiny game as well as the brand new console and this could be a better push i think either option has pluses and minuses 2020 versus 2021 i honestly do i think they both have uh pluses and minuses i think there are good and bad uh ways to look at either either approach we just need to remember that the big question beyond the money beyond the launch date is are we going to get a new engine let's talk about that next With new consoles on the horizon, I think a new engine feels like an absolute must. We thought that was going to be the case with Destiny 2. It's clear they were able to kind of get the game to limp along in the old engine, the Tiger engine with their old dev tools. We've been through this before. We've talked about the leaks. We've talked about the internal sort of whisperings coming out of Bungie that it's a very, very difficult engine and game to build content for. It's difficult for them to make adjustments. So I think a new engine is on the horizon. Now, some developments this morning that we were taking notice of that I think is very, very worthy of note. John Wisniewski and Kevin Yanes, two significant figureheads at Bungie, Kevin Yanes with Crucible, John Wisniewski being a, I believe, one of the development leads or directors, both of them tweeting at different times. Kevin Yanes tweeted in the morning after the Activision announcement, like the following day, tweeted that he was learning how to code in Unreal, and John Wisniewski has made similar comments just recently 
uh, I believe it was probably eight hours ago that those comments were made. This, to me, is not an accident. I don't think you have Bungie figureheads making comments publicly about learning to code in Unreal very, very close and very... in in close proximity with the announcement of the split with Activision. Now, some people are like, what do they even have to do with each other? Activision wasn't telling them to use the Tiger engine. No. But the relationship with Activision does indicate uh, timeline pain. Timeline constraints. You have to get this done and delivered by this time. And that, I think, in many respects kept them from broadening their horizons and pivoting and saying, all right, we need to shift away from the Tiger Engine for Destiny 2. Now, something to consider in this discussion is if they're making these announcements and saying these things sort of subtly to let us know there will be an engine shift number one that's exciting but number two these these announcements and these reveals coming from Bungie employees after the announcement about splitting from Activision I think indicates 2021 would be the more likely launch year right if Think about it like this. If they were able to pivot to Unreal and launch in 2020, there wasn't a real need to break from Activision. The main reason to break from Activision, I think, was the was the con- contractual constraints of launch, you know, launch dates and having to, you know, honor those and hit those. I think that's the main reason they broke, which means if they're suddenly now not under that time constraint and they're very excited and they're saying that they're, you know, they can't wait for the future and then they're shortly thereafter making tweets about learning how to code in Unreal, I'm setting my sights on 2021 for the next game. Because that means the freedom from Activision gave them that ability to make that internal decision that we're going to bump Destiny 3 back a year, build the entire game in Unreal, and that's going to benefit them greatly. A lot of folks are like, why does switching the engine help so much? And this is this is also an answer to the people that are like, freedom from Activision doesn't mean much considering how difficult it's been for Bungie to make changes and to make the game better, and they've made some bad decisions about D2 and others. I think there's a couple things in our corner here. Number one, they've learned so much, and Forsaken has been a huge turnaround for the franchise. That's sort of the first thing, I think, that's in our corner, right? The second thing that's in our corner is a new engine touches every single pain point that we've experienced in Destiny. Updates take too long to come out. Content that comes out, comes out infrequently and gets burned through incredibly fast, right? These are pain points. These are these are struggles that the franchise has had for the, you know, the last four years. Those struggles don't immediately go away when you go to a new engine, but there's a lot of benefits you get from a new engine that would alleviate a lot of those things. I could see them even in 2021 saying we can't launch as big of a title as we really wanted. Like quantitatively, we can't give them as much content, but we know that with the Unreal Engine, we can do quicker content deliverables, more consistent content deliverables, and what we deliver that's drip feed out is more substantive. There's more substance to it. There's more body to it because we're able to just build more efficiently and faster in the Unreal Engine. 
There, if you think about all the levels of the game that benefit from a new engine, size of the game, size of the areas that you go, quality control, making quick patches, hot fixes, updates. Look at what they're able to do with Fortnite. People are like, well, Fortnite has its own problems. True, but when they've made significant mistakes, they've been able to rectify those mistakes very, very fast within a day or two. You're able to make very, very quick updates. We're able to interface with dedicated servers. They'd be potentially able to interface with the cross-play platform of the Epic Launcher. They would be able to make larger content ads than they have in the past. So when they do decide to do a DLC or maybe something that isn't drip feed, it's able to be larger than what they did in the past because they just they're more efficient with their time. They can get more done with their time. Imagine being asked to <clears throat> hammer a hundred nails into a wall in a half an hour and you really struggle the tools they give you to do it it's not very good the hammer is kind of bad the nails are kind of bending there's all these things that are contributing to you struggling to do that if you were suddenly given better tools to do that you couldn't just you wouldn't just hammer more nails quickly you would hammer them better you would probably even be able to exceed previous quotas of hammering these nails right that's just an easy sort of picture to get in your mind about when these developers are given better tools they could build more and they could build it faster and that's a huge huge benefit the quality that we would get from size of the game being increased dedicated servers and updates happening more frequently is almost something that we can't even really imagine since so few games do this Fortnite does it but Fortnite's a battle royale game it's not exactly the kind of game where you see those frequent quality of life updates being this huge win and this huge benefit for the community in fact sometimes their frequent updates cause lots of problems destiny could be one of the first sort of mmo rpg console games that doesn't just have a giant game but has a giant game with a giant player base and a drip feed of content that is unmatched without a subscription feed like these are all things that could happen if they master the drip feed with the annual pass and we become accustomed to that drip feed and we become accustomed to spending that amount of money every year this could be in many respects an unprecedented and unmatched game again all of this is only possible this imagined or slightly predicted hype that i'm talking about is only possible if they go to the unreal engine as T-Funk is saying, ESO is there. Elder Scrolls Online is a good example of a game that is doing this. There's almost no other games in that category. There's almost no other games in that category. So, lastly, let's talk about PvE versus PvP, because I think this is a bigger benefit that I haven't touched on, but this is one that I think would really set Bungie up to do more than just deliver the MMORPG that we've always wanted, Okay. I think a clear divide in the game is needed and I think it's significantly more possible if they build this game from the ground up in another engine because at the moment we're dealing with a couple of things. I think we're dealing with spaghetti code. I think we're dealing with systems that are intertwined that cannot be unwoven. It's we're, we're too far along the line. I also think it's just very, very difficult to make updates so they don't do them all that often and then when they do them, they're I think they're hesitant to make really, really big changes because if they misfire or they do something wrong, they can't course correct very quickly. So there's a lot of ramifications to this old engine that 
I think keeps them from having a clear divide between PvP and PvE. Now, I think the reason this is important, okay, if you really, really want this game to flourish as an RPG, as a as a power fantasy, if you really want that to be realized and to happen, I think you have to have a split. Because then you could really focus on the power of the abilities, the skill trees, the, the weapons, the the crazy... This weapon's insane. I've never seen anything like this. This is so fun to use. And they can do that because it's not going to break PvP. It's not going to disrupt the balance. The other thing that I think a clear divide between PvP and PvE gets them, frequent updates, changes, balancing, patches, tweaks, all those things, I think, I think is how you become a respected PvP game once again. Bungie has really fallen from from grace in with respect to their PvP. They were they were pioneers. They were hailed as one of the best PvP platforms ever with the Halo franchise. And then if you look at the PvP experience in Destiny, in many respects, it's embarrassing. It's not what you want a PvP game to look like now i'm not faulting the crucible team for a lot of this some of this is they're doing the best they can in the systems that they have and it still primarily is a pve rpg game so every time they give us power every time they give us some dope ability or an exotic that becomes a headache for the crucible team the crucible team can't be held responsible for shards of galanor or the one-eyed mask or any of the other things that are disrupting balance that's not on the crucible team right if you have a clear divide in the game then it is on the crucible team if there's imbalance if there's bad map design if there's a game mode with bad with bad scoring or bad structure or whatever the case may be then it's on them it's not on them right now because there's too much that comes over from the RPG power fantasy side of the game and it infects and disrupts PvP and then we get our choice weapons and our choice supers and our exotics messed with because of PvP. Capturing new and old, as I said at the beginning of this talk, capturing new and old users I think is a part of the the strategy here i i don't think that can be understated now i know they're saying we're building a game for fans of destiny that's true but destiny 3 with a new engine and a new thrust of size and grind could capture new fans of rpg mmos and it could capture new fans of pvp shooters fans of bungie could come back and say this is the game that we've always wanted this is the pvp that we've always wanted so lots of speculation in what we're saying but with tweets from folks at Bungie and the time frame and what we know about ca- that can be done with newer engines, I would not be surprised if that's one of the announcements we see coming down the line is that we're still going to honor the annual pass and the DLC structure, but we're also going to potentially have a longer period of time before the next title because of our aims and our hopes for the next piece of this franchise so we're going to transition to Q&A if you're here live get those questions submitted if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or any of the other podcast platforms I appreciate you listening and watching come on in live twitch.tv slash say no to rage and hang out with us and submit questions as always I appreciate you watching and listening to all my content please like share and subscribe